Man, movement weekend was an amazing time. It was full of so many fun games, and we saw God move in an amazing way. And my favorite part of movement weekend was Saturday night. It wasn't the game time where we came in here and had a great time. It wasn't top golf where we went and hit golf balls for a couple hours. And it wasn't the free time where we played basketball. My favorite part was Saturday night, right after Matthew got done speaking, he got back up on stage and he invited all the leaders to come down and stand in front of the stage. And he asked you guys this question. He said, if God has moved in your heart this weekend, if God is showing you something in your heart, I want you to step out of your seat I want you to walk down the aisle and I want you to grab a leader and tell them. And it was so encouraging to see that when the band started to sing, so many of you got out from where you were standing and you came and found a leader. And you shared with them about how God had been moving in your life. How God this weekend had showed you that you weren't focusing on him. You were focusing of the things of the world. You were focusing on all the other distractions that are going on in your life. And God had showed you that that is not how you need to be living. I had conversations with some of you talking about that very thing, talking about how God was moving in your heart and you wanted to make a change in your life. And every year at these events, every year at Movement Weekend, every year at camp, we see students make these decisions. We see students come down, they, they grab a leader and they tell them how they wanna make a change in their life. And for the next couple of weeks after Movement Weekend and after camp, we see them be on fire for God. We see them going out into their schools and telling them about the decision they made this weekend. We see them reading their Bible. We see them consistently at church, ready to learn and ready to hear from God. But after those several weeks go by, after a couple weeks go by, we, we start to see that fire kind of die out. We start to see that decision that the students had made kind of, kind of get, take, take a back seat. They were focusing on God, but instead, a couple weeks later, they kind of pushed God to the side. They pushed God back to where they had God in the first place. And I think that there is a very simple reason for this. I think it's because sometimes we as Christians think of our faith as a finished product rather than a work in progress. We think of our faith as a finished product rather than a work in progress. How many of you guys have ever been on a long road trip before? Have ever been gone a four hour road trip, going to vacation, and you guys, what, what is that one question that you always ask about an hour in? Are we there yet? How many, you, middle school boys, I know you guys probably asked this a thousand times. You guys ask it all the time, right? We ask this question, and, and it's kind of a silly question if we think about it. We, we can obviously tell we haven't arrived at our destination, right? Like we ask this question, but we're still buckled into our seat. We're still watching mom or dad drive and we know we aren't there. We're still driving. We're still watching cars go by. We know we haven't arrived yet. But we ask this question because when we arrive to our destination, when we finally make it to where we want to go, we can relax. We can get comfortable. When we make it to where we want to go, we can relax. However, if we relax too soon, if we relax before we arrive, there can be a problem. And this goes the same with our faith. If we look at our faith as a finished product, rather than a work in progress, we will become complacent in our faith and we will begin to neglect it. We won't be trying to press forward. We won't be trying to move on. Instead, we will sit back, 
We will relax, and God will not be the main focus in our life anymore. We will push him to the back. So tonight, I want to look at a passage in the book of Philippians. And Philippians is this letter written by a guy named Paul to, the, to a church in Philippi. And in this letter, Paul is writing to them, encouraging them in their faith, encouraging them to press forward in their faith. So if you have your Bible, you can turn with me to Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 through 14, or it will be on the screen behind me. Starting in verse 10, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Paul starts in verse 10 by explaining kind of what his goal is, where he wants to be in the future. And Paul's goal for the future is to truly know God. It's not to know God like we know that kid in our second period who we kind of know his name, but we don't really know anything about him. That's not how Paul wants to know God. Paul wants to know God like we know our best friend, like where we know everything about him, where we spend time and energy committing to that relationship, where we want to learn as much as we can about God. Paul goes as far to say that he wants to participate in his sufferings, meaning he wants to participate. He is willing to suffer for the gospel. He is willing to do whatever it takes to know Christ, to eventually attain to the resurrection, to eventually get into the kingdom of God. Let's continue in verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. So first we saw Paul's goal. We saw where Paul wants to get to, and now we see where Paul is. Paul explains where he is at. He first shows us his goal, and now he says where he is at, and where he is is not yet at his goal. Paul doesn't look at himself as already arrived. Paul doesn't look as his faith is finished. It's not a finished product. Rather, Paul sees it as a work in progress. Paul realizes that he has not arrived at his goal. Instead, he presses on. He presses on in his faith so that eventually he will make it. Let's finish up in verses 13 and 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken a hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So in verse 10, we first saw Paul's goal. We saw that he wants to know Jesus, to truly know him. Second, we saw that Paul hasn't arrived there yet. Paul hasn't made it to where he wants to go. And finally, we see Paul explains how he can get to his goal. He explains how he can finally and make, how he can make it to the place where he wants to go. And Paul says that, that to do this, he needs to forget about what is behind him. He needs to forget that what, is, what has happened in his past. He can't hold on to the pain and the suffering he has dealt with. He can't think about the temptations he's faced in the past. He has to press forward. He has to press on so that eventually he can win the prize that God has for him. Paul doesn't look at his faith as a finished product. He doesn't look at his faith as a, as a done deal. Paul looks at it as a work in progress. 
Paul, Paul says that he needs to practice his faith. He needs to work on it every single day. Not just, oh, I, I can work on it for a couple of weeks and then I'll be good. I just need to read my Bible for a couple of months and I'll make it. No, Paul says, I need to press toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ. I wanna bring, bring you guys back to what I said at the beginning. I wanna bring you guys back to what, that we look at our faith as a finished product rather than a work in progress. How many of you, if you were being honest, would say that that's you? That you look at your faith as a finished product rather than a work in progress? That after movement weekend, after you came down and made the decision to like, I'm gonna tell a leader, I, I, I need to get my mind right. I need to get my life right with God. And then you think you're good. You think, all right, you know what? I have made it. I've reached my goal. I've reached where I wanna go. I'm good. My faith is finished. It's a finished product. But what I want you guys to realize tonight is that it's not. That you can't leave movement weekend, weekend thinking that you can just go back and do the same things that you were doing beforehand. You can't look at yourself as already arrived at your goal. I mean, we see a man like Paul, a man who gave his entire second half of his life to go out to the world, to preach the gospel to anyone and everyone who would listen, who, who was imprisoned for his faith, who, who was mocked for his faith, talks about how he has not already arrived. His faith is not a finished product. Because if we leave movement weekend and we become relaxed and we become complacent and we become comfortable in our faith, that is when sin and temptation can creep back into our life. That is when sin can creep back into our life, where we can fall back onto the same problems that we had before we came to movement weekend. We came and we decided to make God our focus point. We came and we realized, you know what, God, I need you as my focus point. But then we leave, and two weeks later, we, we, we stop thinking that. We go back to the distractions of school, of our sports teams, of hanging out with friends, of that Netflix show we're binge watching, and we all but forget about God as our focus. We all but forget that God needs to be our focus. And as we wrap up tonight, I wanna to leave you guys with three simple ways that you can press on in your faith. Three simple ways that will help you view your faith as a finished product, as a, as a work in progress, not a finished product. That you can look at your faith as a work in progress. The first one is simply church. It's simply going to church. It's going to church, not just, not just going to see your friends, not just going to see that cute girl that you like or that cute boy that you like. It's going to church ready to listen. I heard from so many of you guys last weekend at Movement that you had come prepared to hear God work in your life. You came ready for God to do something amazing in your life. But what if we took that same thought process, what if we took that same thing and added that and applied that to Wednesday night? Or what if we applied that to Sunday morning, where we were coming every time ready for God to do something in our life? 
I know that in those moments, in the times when I did that, I saw my faith grow exponentially. I saw my faith take off in ways I had never seen it before. But when I came to church, just going because my parents made me, just going because I wanted to hang out with my friends, I didn't really want to get anything from it. I saw a lack in my faith. I saw that God wasn't the focus of my life. Instead, I was focused on other things. The second thing to help you press on in your faith is good influences. Is having good influences in your life. It's surrounding yourself with people who believe the same thing that you do. With people who are going to encourage you, people who are going to keep you accountable, and keep, people who are going to push you towards God. If you just surround yourself with people who don't want to see you grow in your faith, if you, put, if you just surround yourself with people who are holding you back, then you are not going to see a growth in your faith. You're going to start looking at your faith as a finished product rather than a work in progress. I know when I was around your guys' age in, in 10th grade and 9th grade, I was not hanging out with the best people. You can ask a lot of the leaders in this room, I was not hanging out with very good influences. I was hanging out with people who were dragging me down, with people who weren't helping me out, and I was seeing a lack in my faith. I wasn't focused on God. I wasn't focused on his plan for my life. I was focused on what I wanted to do. I was focused on, on just hanging out with my friends. I don't want that to be you guys as you leave Movement Weekend. I don't want you guys to go back and start hanging out with the same people, the same people who are dragging you down. I want you guys to put good influences in your life that are going to help you. The third thing I wanna leave you guys with is quiet time. It's just simply quiet time. It's spending time with God, reading your Bible every day. Not just once a week, not just once, once every month or, or once, once every year, no, reading your Bible daily. It's spending time with God on a regular basis. Because I know at the times in my life where I wasn't spending time with God, at the times in my life where I wasn't reading my Bible, I wasn't, I wasn't spending my quality time with God daily, I was struggling. God wasn't the focus in my life and I was thinking of my faith as a finished product rather than a work in progress. So I want you guys to leave Movement Weekend thinking like, I need to read my Bible. It needs to become a daily practice for me because quiet time is so important. I think that if you guys apply these three things to your life, that will help you press on in your faith and will help you realize that your faith is not a finished product. That you're not, your faith is not just this one-time decision that you made at Movement Weekend. It's not this one-time thing that you came down and said, you know what, I need to take God seriously. It is a continual work in progress that you need to work on every single day. And if you guys say yes to God, if you guys say yes to God, you have to say no to something else. You have to say no to the world. You can't say yes to both things. You can't say yes to the things that you did before. You can't say yes to the partying. 
to the drinking, to the cussing, and also say yes to God. And also say yes to, like, I want you to be the center of my life, God. I want you to be the focus. You have to say no to the world. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for every student in this room. God, I thank you for the heart that they have for you, for the decision that they made at Movement Weekend to follow you, to make you the focus of their life. God, I pray that they will leave Movement Weekend, that they will go back to their lives, and instead of thinking of their faith as a finished product, they will think of their faith as a work in progress. That they will spend time with you daily. That they will surround themselves with good influences, with people who are going to encourage them, with people who are going to keep them accountable, and with people who are going to push them towards God. And God, I pray that they will come to church, not just come to church to see their friends, but come to church ready to hear from you, ready for you to move in their heart. God, I thank you for all you've done for us, and I pray all these things in Jesus' name.